from managing the house to keeping up with the chores to paying all the bills, getting the groceries and being there with your kids. And oh yeah, you have a business to run. How in the world are you supposed to get all of those things done without losing your mind? That's what we're going to find out in today's episode. If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Hi there. Welcome back to the Mama with the Calling podcast. This is Alexia. Today on the podcast, I am sharing an interview with Shi Chen. She's a business coach. Um, we actually know each other from a business mastermind that we were a part of for a few months. And she is going to come to us today to talk about creating balance, whatever that means for you, um, while being a mom and an entrepreneur. And she's going to give a lot of good tips and insights for not only creating that balance, um, but also changing what balance means for you and actually defining what that is and helping overcome some of those mindset things, those blocks that can really get in the way as we attempt to do these two big callings that are on our lives, right? You're called to be a mom and you you're, know you're called to do this business. So how do you blend the two? That's kind of like the ultimate question. I hear so many clients talk about that, so many people, and it can be a big struggle. So I'm excited to bring this episode to you guys today. I think it is going to be so informative and so inspirational and helpful. So a little bit about she before we get started in the interview. So she Chen is a certified business coach, wife, mama of two little daughters, and an avid journaler. She helps coaches, creatives, and online service providers build a solid business foundation with simple visibility, sales, and leadership strategies so they can get fully booked with their dream clients. With a background in education and an emphasis on mindset, she is on a mission to help women create their version of success so they can feel fulfilled in their lives too. So like I said, this episode is going to be full of of good information, and I really hope that it helps you today. So let's listen to the interview. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you here. And I like to start the interviews by asking just to share a little bit about your story, like how you got started, were you working somewhere before you started working for yourself? How did that all go? And then how did it lead you to where you are now? Yes, that's such a good question to really like reflect on my entrepreneurial journey, because I definitely didn't think I was going to be a business owner at all. I actually have um, a background in elementary education. So after college, I moved to Beijing, China and was an elementary and preschool teacher for about four years. 
Um, and it was one of those things that's like, that was kind of like the trajectory that I thought my life was going to be on, right? Like I was really attracted to teaching so I could really develop those relationships and kind of like pour into that next generation. But I, I, I think it was like year three or four into my education career. I just had one of those, like what I like to call my quarter life crisis of like, oh man, like this was kind of like my dream job. This is everything that I kind of worked towards to become but why am I not like feeling fulfilled? What is it about teaching in the classroom that didn't quite, you know, like resonate with like who I wanted to be like moving forward. Um, and so it was around that same time, I hired a life coach to really help me dig deep into like, what are my core values? What, are, what is my calling? What is the thing I want to do with this like beautiful life that God has given me? And I think it was like through that process, of course, as luck would have it, I was like, oh, I love life coaching. <laughs> this, is, this is such a transformational thing, right? To be able to talk about what really is meaningful for you and to actually take those practical steps into doing that. And so that really inspired me to, to get certified as a coach um, and to actually like try to, try, to, try to help other people in that capacity as well. And so I started my life coaching business as like a local in-person practice, you know, like partnering with other creatives, other collaboratives, anybody who would come to like a weekend workshop <laughs> to talk about dreams and goals and how to actually, you know, like take those steps to actually make those happen. I would, I, you know, I would, I would, I would, um, I would do that. And then I think as I worked with some of the clients that I had, helping them to figure out, okay, like what kind of work really fulfills you? I started to notice too, that a lot of people were interested in starting businesses, right? Like, oh, like they kind of went through almost like that same um, story that I went through of like figuring out like the, if this, if this work in the nine to five wasn't really for me, then what if I could start my, start my own business and be my, and kind of create that type of work for myself. Um, and so I ventured into the online space, you know, really dabbled into online marketing and blogging and, and all of those things too. And to really kind of figure out like this, this, this business thing so that I could really help other people. I, yeah, I love that. I think that, that, I mean, that's the story that a lot of us have. Right. And I think it's, I was in education too. I was a scientist, but then I ended up in education. Cause I was like, the science thing is a little too intense. And, and I knew that I, when I got pregnant with my son, I switched to the education thing It's still not quite wanting to let go of the science. Um, but I was wondering, I remember that feeling though of education is very rewarding. And it's very like, oh, you know, this is a really important thing I'm doing. I'm impacting the lives of these kids. Um, and so do you remember uh, kind of, did you have any feelings about like shame or like, you know, this already is a great thing that I'm doing. How could I switch? Did you have any of that that you had to work through at that time? Oh, absolutely. Especially because like you were saying, like education is, it is really rewarding. It's so impactful. You can literally see like the change that you're making on a daily basis. And of course, but I think, right. I think it's almost like letting go of the guilt of like, well, what if there's something more? What if I meant to do something outside of the walls of the classroom? And I think, um, 
like what you were saying, like you got into education when you became a mom, I actually kind of had that in the back of my mind of like, if I am a mom, it's going to be really hard for me to devote energy into pouring into other people's kids and, and also have that energy to pour into my own kids as well. And so I think maybe I, I might not have known that at the time of like what was really important to me, but I sensed that now looking back was like, I did really want to figure out a way where I could, you know, raise my family, but also work in a way that could really fit into that lifestyle too. So you started your life coaching business. You like went off and did all that before you were married or before you had kids or what was that? What's that timeline? I was married at the time um, to my husband who we've been married now for eight years. And so, yeah, when I, I really, I kind of look back on that phase of my life as almost like kind of like the refining my craft phase of really like, I, I, again, I was like, I kind of like caught that coaching bug of like, ah, like, I think this is it. Like this really sparked something in me. I really want to just, um, figure out like all the ways that I could kind of do that. And so I was married at the time. I didn't have kids. I kind of did have that space to, to kind of like go all in, in my business and to, you know, take on scholarship clients and, and really figure out like what really worked and what was like my, you know, like getting my certification and really getting like supervised hours and stuff like that too. And so, yeah, I definitely um, did not have kids at the time. Um, and just really kind of just like devoted myself to learning more about what it, what it takes to be like a good coach. I think that it's, it's one of the things where I always say, I mean, granted, you know, God, the, my life went the way it's did for a reason, but it's like, if I would have realized it's like, instead of going to grad school, instead of doing all the things, you just kind of realize it early on and, and listen to that and, and leaned into it. Um, and I think that's, it's awesome. And, and I think the, a lot of women, you know, especially on this podcast are kind of, they've went into their careers and now they're like, wait, 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 <laughs> maybe this career thing. And they've done schooling and all of that. And it's kind of backing up and even acknowledging that online business is even a thing and that it's real. I think with, you know, 2020 and COVID, everybody kind of was like, wait, you work online, like, tell me more. And so it's become more of a, almost like a, a benefit right now. Um, but I think for so many women, they still are trying to wrap their minds around like, this is a real thing. And so, you know, doing life coaching, um, I was just, when I started learning about entrepreneurship, especially online, I was like, people do what, like coaching in general feels like a weird thing. And the reason I started coaching is because I was like, I love to talk to people about, you know, and help them through things. And wanting to talk is not always the, you know, doesn't mean you can be a great coach, but just kind of realizing that this is a thing that people, that people do. Um, so I'm interested to, to ask a few more questions about how you got started because you said that you did in person and I've heard of people doing that, that it doesn't have to be online. And I know some of my clients have been older and they tend to, they're kind of frustrated with the, all the online stuff and building an email list and all of that. And they're just kind of like, can I just call people? Can I just meet with them in person? And I'm like, actually, yeah, but I actually don't know much about that. So could you share a little bit about how that worked for you and what you did? Yeah. So the reason why I started uh, in person was again, uh, at the time I was living in Beijing, China. And so a lot of the online stuff wasn't quite um, like 
I wasn't really aware of it either. And so the thing that kind of, I kept asking myself, especially in that refining my craft stage in my business was basically like, how can I reach the people? Right. And it was going to be in person and online. And so really starting with my personal network, um, and, and really asking myself, like, what's like a really accessible, like easy way for people to say yes, to just like experiencing like what this coaching thing is like, you're, you're saying like, it, 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 like not a lot of people know about it. Not a lot of people really would know what the benefits are, let alone like pay, you know, in, invest in it right off the bat. And so, um, I started out with uh, in-person like weekend workshops. Um, I think it was like, you know, like a Saturday, (laughs) like a Sunday morning commitment. And then two, I really also knew at the time that I, I really valued like uh, apprenticeship, I guess is the, is the best way to say that. Um, it's just like mentors and other people who have done it before and who, and who have, have had that wisdom and kind of almost have that same, kind of almost had like that network that I was still working to build. And so what I did was I, um, was I would kind of like offer to help them in their weekend workshops of like, you know, being like us bringing all the snacks and, you know, like being the person that would like greet (laughs) all the people that came and then building that, building that relationship and that rapport with, with the person who was leading it, who was my coach at the time. And so, um, and then she was very generous with her platform and would like, let me, uh, like teach like one of the breakout sessions. Right. And so that was kind of like how I got my, my feet wet, so to speak of like getting, getting that foot in the door, just get, kind of like getting that experience and just like really getting started. But I would say, if you're listening to this podcast, again, it's just like, I think understanding like the stage you are in your business, like, what do you really need? You really do need to feel confident in what you're doing. And then you also do need a way to like, build relationships. So in the online space, that may look like an email platform, an email marketing platform, but just in the back of your mind, that's what you're doing with building relationships. Or if you're in person and gathering people, you know, for like a workshop or something like that too, just knowing like that's kind of like why you're doing it is to build trust with people who can really see the value of what you're doing and want to say yes to working with you. Yeah. It's all this. Yeah. The building relationships, but I think sometimes we get stuck in all the strategy and the how-tos, but it's the, at the end of the day, it's just building relationships, connecting with people, helping them solve their problems, all of that. Exactly. Um, okay. So I wanted, so you were doing this life coaching thing um, and then you became a mom. Like, how did that go? How did that transition go when you decided to become a mom? Did you just dive right in? Yes, such such a good question. And so I think, oh, so uh, at the time, so I was did my life coaching business locally in Beijing. We actually moved back to the states, back to my hometown in Baltimore. So around the same time, I moved back to the states was when I ventured into the online space. Mm. Right. So that's when I was like, that's what I would probably call like my visibility <laughs> sales stage of my business of like, you know, just like getting more reach online, trying to make an, an impact that way, really figuring out like opening a Facebook group, you know, like doing podcast interviews like this, like just really, again, like figuring out um, what really works for me. Um, and so I think I probably had about, uh, I would say maybe like nine months before I got pregnant with my first baby. And and I think it was around that time when I was like, I kind of felt like, oh my goodness, like I, 
like a baby is a lot of work. A business is a lot of work. How am I going to make this happen? I think I really had those questions of like feeling like I was still doing almost like everything in my business, Um, not only delivering the work, but like marketing and selling the work too. And then adding on like morning sickness and, you know, like all the things that go with growing a beautiful baby. I kind of, I I was really nervous of how I was going to practically be able to balance the two of those. So this just kind of came to my mind because I hadn't really, you know, I think of, you know, a lot of the people that listen to my podcast probably already have kids and they're trying to like do this thing and work their full-time job. And it's, it's a lot to balance all of that. Right. But then there's the other side where it's like, okay, you, you quit your job and you're at home. The thought of having, and maybe you want to have another baby, maybe you want to have more kids and that feels, it feels scary. And it could even, I mean, personally, just it's, it's stalled me from even trying to have another one because I'm like, I don't have time. I have so like, I can barely like hold, you know, all the things together. So, um, did you just, did you take a maternity leave? Did you decide to hire people? How did you work through that? So I had my first baby and I took a really short maternity leave because first baby didn't understand like what exactly like all that really entailed. (laughs) Right. I think for me too, I was like, I could, I could do, I had this sense of like, I could do it like, like whatever. Like I, I, you know, maybe I could see myself just being like businesses, this work this business is important. I really love the work that I'm doing. Of course, like, um, like a kid, like people make it happen. I think, I think I know that people can do this, but I think for me, because it was my first kid, I had no, I didn't really know exactly what to expect. And so Um, I did take a short maternity leave and kind of got back um, into the swing of things of just like, uh, just like seeing like a few clients at a time, like one-on-one client, one-on-one clients at a time. Um, But I I think, and I did that for a little bit, but then it was, it was, it was when I had, when I was pregnant with my second kid, that's when I kind of had a moment where I just didn't really feel sustainable to keep going at the pace that was going, um, Mm -hmm. and with, with trying to do it all by myself. And I remember this moment and, and at each phase, I I would always kind of like pray and kind of ask God, like, like in this next season of my life and in my business, like what is kind of like my, the next best step, right? Like, and especially, I think I was I could see myself like comparing myself to other people, like sometimes in a good way of like being really inspired of like, Oh, like I, I, I know that it's possible to have both. Like that's really incredible, but then also feeling like too, like, why can't I kind of figure out how to do it on my own or in a way that really works for me. And I, so I just remember having this moment, I was actually at a a retreat. And I'm pretty sure this is probably why God, how God speaks to me is like through the coaching exercises, right? I was doing this like future self, like visualization, right? Where you just, like you close your eyes, take a deep breath and you kind of imagine yourself as like the 80 year old version of you and really grounding yourself in that picture. And then just like, almost like talking to that version of yourself, like asking her questions, asking her for advice, you know, kind of like interacting with that 
that version of you that's already kind of like lived your life and like figured out all the answers and stuff. And so I remember asking like my future self in this visualization, visualization exercise, like what's important here? What's important here? And at that time, again, when I was pregnant with my second kid, the, the biggest thing that I took away from that exercise was this feeling of like, of like legacy of like building relationships in the long term but making sure I was building the right relationships. And what I, what that meant for me was really, again, like almost like reallocating a lot of my focus to be less on the business and more on my family in the, in like these baby, you know, toddler years. Um, mm-hmm. So that, you know, when we do, when they do grow up, I could, I, I, I know that I spent this season really kind of almost like prioritizing what was important for, for me and my family. Um, and again, that's going to look differently for everybody. And I will tell you, that was actually really hard for me to take a step back and take a like start extended maternity leave when I had my second baby. Um, but I think for me too, God really showed me that I could, I could trust him in that decision. I could trust him in that season, in each stage of my business. And so um, yeah, when I had my second, when I had my second baby, I took a long break. <laughs> I don't even think I looked on social media for like a few months. And so, um, and so, yeah, I, I, I hope that, you know, if you're listening to day two, to just to know, like, you can, you can ask God for that kind of wisdom. And too, like, you probably know within yourself too, like, what's kind of like the next step. It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to plan your life and business for the next 80 years. Mm-hmm. But I think what is that next step that may help you get there? Yeah, I think that is something that so many women struggle with is the balance between their business and being a mom. Either they are still in their job and they're trying to, I mean, you know, they're, they're trying to get home to be with their kids. So in a weird way, I remember that season for me of working my full-time job and my side hustle. And it was like trying to grow an online business. It was like my, I just kept telling myself, it's just for a season. And I kind of spent very little time with my son and he was really, he was a baby. Um, And then it was like, it flipped when I went home, I almost had this un, I don't know, it's unspoken that I felt like I was not allowed to work at all in my business unless he was like asleep or gone, which was mm-hmm. not a lot. And so then I became, it's almost like there are all these expectations and these, this guilt around either feeling like you really want to work on your business, but you have little kids and feeling like you're supposed to be spending some amount of time with them or that you shouldn't put them in daycare for whatever reason. I know that was a lie that I was believing that, I mean, I cried trying to figure out because I, I, I tried the first month I was home. I didn't put my son in daycare. I was like, no, I, he's at home with me. I was a home mom now and I'm going to work a business and he's going to cooperate and he's two and he's going to sit all day and he's going to play Legos and Play-Doh while I work. And that was like, I was oblivious to how to even like that. Obviously saying that now is like, that's not going to happen, but mm-hmm. I really believed it. I mean, I did not, that was one of the things that I really didn't know was how to how he was, how he really was, how, how being a mom really was. Um, and so it was so challenging for me that first month. And then I felt, I was like, I have to put him in daycare or something. Cause I have only one child. So I was like, he has no one else to play with. And, you know, I, I just didn't know how to handle that. And I just remember like 
just wrestling with the guilt of putting him in a daycare. Now I look back and I'm like, I still saw him so much more than I ever would have with the nine to five, you know, all of that. But I think some women have the other, the flip side where they, they really actually just really want to be with their kids and they love being a mom. They want to figure out the home stuff and they kind of feel guilty about not pouring into their business as, as much. And, um, you know, like what you said about like just seeking God on that and figuring out what works for you. And like, we have to, you know, stop looking outside to see what other people are doing, what we should or shouldn't be doing. Um, because it, it really is just different for everybody. Like you were able to take that maternity leave, uh, with your second and like, like you said, that was right for your family. There's not a, a wrong there, but in the moment it, it can definitely feel like there's a right or a wrong. Yeah. I think you're so right in terms of like the guilt is the thing that could really get in the way. It's like, first you have to like make the decision, <laughs> right? Guilt might, might be playing a factor in, in that too. It's like, Oh, is it wrong to like desire to want to work more or is it wrong to desire to be at home with my kids more? And then once you make that decision, it's like, then, like you were saying, like, there is that phase of just kind of like, let me just like get creating, almost establishing like that new normal mm-hmm. and kind of like acknowledging that the guilt is there. But then I think over time, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of lessens once you're able to actually figure out like what that, that, that new normal is right on the other side of it on the um, other side. Of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So were there any like mindset shifts? I'm sure there were, but any mindset shifts that really allowed you to kind of, to be like confident in your decision to do that, to be both a mom and an entrepreneur and maybe leaning one way or the other at any given time. I think one thing I really leaned into was the, the, just having the idea that like I could be a good mom and a good business owner that working and having a business doesn't actually take away from my kids, but it actually, I can actually model like what it's like to, to, to pursue something that I enjoy to, to be able to create some work that actually helps other people as well. And to kind of have like boundaries and stuff around that too. Um, and I think, I think a subset of that as well, is just like knowing that if I want to do both, if I want to have both, then I can't do it all by myself. Um, and so like you were saying, like really embracing support in both my home with my kids, but also in my business. Um, because like practically <laughs> you don't have the time to do it. Practically, you don't really have the energy to do it. But I think too, I think n- knowing that my kids really benefit when they, when they have other adults that really care about them and can pour into them as well. And also my business benefits too, whenever I have, when I'm not like, you know, when I, when I have other experts who can really help me in their zone of genius that in, in areas where I, where I'm not that great at, or I just don't really have time to do as well. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. And I think that we forget that sometimes I know that this can kind of tap into, I don't know what it is about younger, I say younger entrepreneurs, like in their thirties, twenties, there's this thought that we shouldn't ask for help and that we should not hire people or that we, you know, shouldn't like either, whether it's daycare, whether it's having somebody come in the home and help you clean, whether it's, you know, having a VA for a few hours a week, like whatever that is, there's this 
feeling that we're not, or at least I have adopted that for sure, where I'm like, no, 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 I could do it all on my own. Yeah, I could do it all. (laughs) Yeah. And I think some of it is that the internet affords us, like, because it's an online business, we kind of have the opportunity to do it all, whether we have the money or not to hire somebody. Right. So there is that like benefit, I guess, to be able to kind of do things on your own, but you don't have to stay in that. Um, I heard somebody say one time that if you can't afford to hire somebody, it's because you haven't hired somebody because like it frees you up to be able to do the things that really matter. Of course, it, it helps if you know what you're doing in your business that actually makes money so that you can direct your, your activities. But I think that's something that a lot of women um, struggle embracing, but it would really help with the transition. Like we're like a restaurant wouldn't open with the owner standing there by themselves. <laughs> yes, right. You know, they'd have people to help. So, yeah, um, I think you're so right. I think also too, a lot of the women that I work with too, they are moms, right? We're kind of used when women and we're kind of used to like taking care of other people. Like we do enjoy like being support for other people. So I think it's just, it is hard when you reverse that to say like, oh, I can also receive that support mm -hmm. for myself. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, this is kind of a, I'm throwing this one out there and if you don't want to answer, you don't have to, but I'm just wondering along the way, how your husband, um, what did he think about you doing this online business thing when you had the kids? I know a lot of people that I talk to, you know, the husband, getting the husband on board to bless what they're doing and to support them and all of that can sometimes be a challenge because they're like, what are you doing? You're supposed to go out and get a job or, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, do you, do you care to speak to that a little bit? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, my, I'm really lucky in a sense that my husband is also an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so before I had my business, he had his. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, so that's to say that he kind of, he kind of understands like the work that it takes to start something for yourself. Um, and then he really does see the value in, be, in being an entrepreneur too. Um, and I would say like over the years too, like the, I think, I think he, he's, he's always been supportive in terms of like, okay, like, like she, like you can like make the best, you can try to make the best decision for yourself. Um, he was really supportive again, when he like, didn't really understand like what coaching is. He's like, okay, but like, so what, <laughs> like, what is this? Like, he would just, he would just like, try to like, kind of like try to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think just like, I think he's always given me like that, that space to, like kind of like figure things out without a ton of like pressure or deadlines or things like that. Um, I would, I'm, I'm sure he felt frustrated of like, Oh, like you're changing things. Like you're changing things again. Like you want to stay home. Like you want to start again. Um, but I think ultimately I really appreciate like kind of like the, the, this, the space and the support that he's given me. But I think that's really attributed because to the fact that he is an entrepreneur himself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you said he may not have understood what the life coaching thing was, but he still was like, sure, go for it. <laughs> I think some women, and I know I went through a season like this where I felt like I needed my husband to not only accept that I was doing this, but like he needed to believe that it was a thing and he needed to believe in the dream mm-hmm. in order for me to do it, which isn't true. Like at some point I was like, no, God gave me this. And yes, my husband needs to be on board with me doing it, but he doesn't need to understand it or even, you know, believe that it's a thing. Um, so do you think that, cause like, did that impact you at all? Did you, you know, how did you navigate that where it's like, he doesn't understand it, but that's okay. 
Um, I think, I think you're right. I think I had to do like a, a shift of, I think, I think when I was first getting started, I, I did almost have a little bit of insecurity around, like, I, I knew I wanted to be a coach. Um, but again, it was like a newer thing at the time. And so I kind of felt like a responsibility to, I don't know, like communicate the value of it to everybody in my life and almost like convince them that like, this was like the best thing ever, because that's what I believe. I was like, I, I think this is, I think this is great. Right. right. But that's, that's because it's my skill set and, 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 and I, and I really like it. But I think too, I think just realizing that support from a spouse or whether it's a family member, or even it's like your best friend who isn't a business owner, like support from people who aren't in the industry could just be like, just like almost like seeing that you are doing something that you enjoy Mm -hmm. rather than valid validating it for you, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and because on the flip side, I have a ton of family members who have jobs like nine to five jobs. I have no idea like what what exactly it entails like my dad like I I think he has some sort of like medical research job but like day to day I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly like what what he does you know what I mean and so I think just like seeing it from the flip side too it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of people who have jobs that you may not completely understand but you can still support them in seeing that it that they're doing something that they really enjoy I think that's the key is saying the medical research. That's what I used to do and (laughs) try to explain to anyone what I was doing. They were like, you know, you have images of like a movie or something. And that's like, it's nothing like that. And it's really hard to explain, but like, you're right. The point is though, it doesn't matter what the job is. The reason we don't really like scoff at or, or question anybody is because they are like, this is my job. Like, this is what I do. And they're, but I think a lot of times as online entrepreneurs and women who are, especially when they're first getting started or they're starting to tell people, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing. They are themselves are not believing that it's the best thing. And the Mm -hmm. way they're carrying themselves, the way they are talking about their business, they're like engulfed in fear and worry and doubt, and maybe even some shame about like, Oh, I have this career. And now I'm wanting to do this online thing. And, and I know that I went through that season where I was sort of looking for the validation outside of myself. And it's like, you have to validate yourself. And when you carry yourself in that way, and you're like, I am doing this and I am so excited. And it is like the best thing ever. You know, I may not know what I'm doing yet, but I am doing it because I'm so excited. The people around you, if they love and care about you. And even this has helped with my husband being more on board with it is that he's just like, I can see that this is really important to you. I don't get it. I don't know what you're doing, but I can see that you love it. So whatever that is, I don't care. I'm just here to support you. And that's, you know, just the way you treat yourself is how you're teaching other people to treat you. And um, I think that's really important is, is helping, you know, whoever's listening to this podcast, like to just remember that if you're struggling with that, it probably has a lot to do with how you um, are believing and thinking about the business that you're trying to start. Exactly. It's like that confidence really comes from, from you. And I think the best way to do that is, is yeah, like kind of like figuring out how, how can you internally believe in what you're doing, whether that is 
a lot more of the mindset work, or maybe just like taking some like practical steps towards like starting, starting that business. So you can get some of that evidence of like, Oh, this is, you know, like I'm on the right track. You're so right. It's like, you do really teach people like how to treat you. And that can, that can, that can change depending on how you yourself are treating your work in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay. So what has helped most when it comes to balancing now that you have two kids, your business, um, you've hired people, I think somewhere along the way too, probably. Um, so what has helped most with kind of this balance, we call it, um, between being an entrepreneur and being a mom? Yeah, I think what well, first thing is like really getting clear on like what my definition of success is like, what like ideally, like what do I what do I want my business to my business schedule to look like? What do I want like my family life to look like? Kind of like from the values to like the practical, like how many hours do I work per week? How many clients do I take? And so I think just really getting specific on again, like what does that what does the what does the priorities of where I am right now and how can I like practically like make that happen? And so for me right now, like with with two kids. Um, who go to, go to preschool, like a few days a week. It's like, I was like, I almost like plan, like, what does, (laughs) what, 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 what time do I have to allocate to the business? So then I could really like structure a lot of like my offers and my marketing events that way too. Um, And so, and I think another way to figure out the balance is like, again, like when it comes to your business, like really understanding like what, what your niche is, how do you, you love working with clients and kind of like focusing on what that is. And so for me right now, that's going to be like one-on-one high touch coaching or I'm launching a mastermind in the fall. Um, and then just like really getting specific of like, what, what do I, what do I actually want the look, the work to look like? And then from there really figuring out like, what are some of those like income producing activities, actions that I do have to take on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, so that you know, like when you go to do your work, like everything, everything is actually going to make it move the needle in your business. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's like, yeah, I definitely embraced hiring, um, hiring support. um, And then like figuring out like, what, like, what, 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 what is the thing that just like, you know, like gives me a headache, (laughs) just thinking about doing what's the thing on my plate that I, if somebody, if somebody, if somebody else could do this, it will just free up so much of the mental space, um, and in time and energy that it takes to do that. Um, and so for me, it was like hiring a business coach, um, to really help me to just kind of keep me accountable to the things I want, I want to do, um, to, you know, on, on those days where I was like, what am I even doing? You know, she could just remind me like, you just, you're doing it. Just, you know, <laughs> some days are just hard, just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then child hiring childcare was kind of like my next, um, my next team member, uh, so that I actually have the space to not just like try to fit everything in like a, a nap time that may or may, not, <laughs> may or may not happen. <laughs> um, and then I just hired a virtual assistant to help me with like some of my social media. So just really understanding like visibility and marketing is a thing that is so important to be consistent in your business. But that means like 
I create the content, but I, I don't have to be the person that that schedules it, that really makes sure that it goes out to the right places. I could really have support in that way too. Um, so I think to answer your question, that was a long answer to your question of balance. I think, again, I think it's just like deciding what does that balance look like for you and then getting the support to be able to, to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said it was a long answer, but I think it's because it's a, it's a lot to, to manage these different things. Yeah. Um, I think when I think of balance, you know, that word, some people say, oh, there's no such thing as balance. And I mean, I guess in the absolute word of balance, it's not going to be equal amounts to each thing, but I think really sitting down with yourself, with your spouse, with God, you know, and, and asking yourself like which way you want to lean, how much time do you think you need for the business? Like you said, you're in a season where your kids are in you know, a few days a week. And so maybe your business kind of fits into those little buckets and maybe some other times. And then the off days are family and home. And, and that's what I had to do eventually figuring out that routine and what, what really aligned for me took some trial and error. Like it wasn't the first thing I did worked, you know, magically. Um, so I do think that, you know, if you're listening to this and you're trying to figure out that balance for you, if something feels off, it could be that you're spending too much time in one way or the other and leaning into that, hearing yourself. Like if you're feeling like you're not working on your business enough, um, I mean, there could be some things at play there, right? Like maybe it's a, an expectation thing, but it could also be that you really just want to, and you feel like the other way where, I mean, I felt like I needed to be with my son at all times. And then I was like, that's not, no, this business is important. I want him to see me growing a business. I want him to see me doing other things besides revolving around him. You know, I, and I thought that was really important. Um, and so just realizing that balance and eventually, you know, I got to a place where it was a couple of days a week, he was at the preschool and I was working. And then when he was at home, I was at home and it was just, you know, figuring that out for me. And then seasons changed. Like he just started kindergarten and now I'm like, oh, I have five days a week and six hours a day and it changes. And I don't really have control over that balance in that way. But again, it's like looking at the new season and saying, okay, work cuts off at three. When I go pick him up, like it's done. I'm not going to work at nights. I'm not going to work on the weekends because he's not here. So, you know, now shifting it. And, and a lot of that I think is also your mindset being mindful of focusing on the tasks that you've given yourself so that you can feel balanced. I know when I first started, I would try to simultaneously work and be with him at the same time. And that just caused me to be really frustrated. I didn't have any patience with him. I would, you know, because it's like, can I not just post this on Instagram? And he's like asking me a million questions and you know, I'm trying to think of the caption. And, and I was like, I knew, I was like, this doesn't feel good. Like not only did I not, it took me like an hour to do Instagram posts, but it also, you know, I don't want to be so short with him. I don't want to be doing that. And it just, I was like, oh, it's because you shouldn't be doing, you know, the two things at the same time, like really saying, this is my time with him. And that doesn't mean I'm sitting in the floor staring at him. Um, What I had to learn was that that could mean, you know, 20 minutes spending like one-on-one with him, but then it's like, okay, he's playing while I'm doing dishes or I'm, you know, doing laundry. Can you take your clothes to your room? Like just kind of involving him and talking with him. But I think that whole process of figuring out the balance. I mean, it takes some time. It does. It really does. And it's just like, like what you're saying, it's, it's trial and error. Mm-hmm. The most probably an annoying answer, but like so true, right? It's just like figuring out like, 
okay, like, like, how does this work? And, and I think that one, one key thing too, what you're saying is, is that idea of, of being present with your kids, mm-hmm. right? Like when you are with them, like you, you are with them. It doesn't mean that you're devoting like 